to influencer marketing like a boss. I'm so excited you are here. If you have already tuned in to the first four parts of this series from the intro where I talked about insights, my background, insider information, ideal influencers, to phenomenal platforms, to creating and growing campaigns, Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't already, a great expression of your thanks and gratitude that I wish to request of you would be to leave a review on wherever you listened, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Podbean, etc. To screenshot the episode, to tag me and tag us on social at Katrina Julia, at Katrina Julia Fit at FitLifeCreation and hashtag create it, you'll also be entered into a giveaway and I will shout you out on an episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. If you've been here, if you haven't, I would highly recommend you go back four episodes to episode one of Influencer Marketing. If you have insight into social extensively to influencer marketing, etc., If you are in early stages, if you don't have a blog, a website, courses, if you don't understand the platforms, if you're curious about content creation and content creators, if you have less than 10,000 followers and have maybe never done influencer marketing, I recommend first you go back to the series before this one, the social media series, because I have over 10 episodes with social media, with blogs, with website, with video, with online courses, with features with better marketing, with features with Ask Furchi, and so many more to really set up your foundation. So in any event, uh, the reason why I say that, you guys, is especially if you're jumping in, one, into this series midway, there's a lot of things that I've already talked about that have built up to this point that will answer a lot of questions you might have if you only listen to this episode, okay? So I'm also focused on serving you best and completely. Two, if you don't have the prior foundation, then again, it's gonna be a lot of gaps because social media is almost like undergraduate education versus influencer marketing is like being in grad school. So there's a foundation that gets set in a sense, beforehand, okay? So it's not that I'm trying to turn you away from the episode. If you want to listen, fine, but likely you'll go come and re-listen when you have the foundation and listen from a different lens, okay? So metric matters. So in many industries I served in, I worked in strategy, finance, operations, analytics. As a finance exec in my last full-time corporate role here in Atlanta back in 2010, and 11, I reported to the board of directors. They were highly driven on return on investment, which wasn't my first introduction into ROI because for years I had been driven on ROI. The prior role as a support training manager, the prior role before that in consulting and working with over five consulting companies. So I was always looking at both the priceless aspects, the qualitative, the awareness, but I was also looking at where and how will we get results and what's going to matter in impacting those results, which is a lot of what I've talked about in the last four episodes in this series. But ultimately, 
like what results do we want? Like what metrics matter? Which is why I call this metric matters. So the future of influencer marketing is rapidly moving towards ROI in earned media and actual results. So get ready if you haven't been. The influencer marketing bubble is bursting so you know it now. So why do I think that and why am I stating that so boldly? There's several factors, you guys, happening. Besides what's happening in 2020 right now, more than ever, community and relationship is so important with smaller to larger influencers. No matter whether you are an influencer or a brand, you want to be able to show unique value like I talked about in detail in episode one. Who you are, what skills, sets, and abilities you offer like video, like photography, writing, podcasts, placement, online and live events. Because here's the thing, you guys, the more you have or offer within your brand and your team, the easier you make someone else's job, one, they don't have to go to two or five people, two, the higher the ROI with you and the greater they love to work with you. And from a brand side, when I was advising on things from an ROI standpoint, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for all-in-one solutions, uh, ways to make things extremely efficient and effective. One example was in years prior, the company had hired a consulting company to do about 20% of the work I was proposing that year at about $3 million. That's one example I have of tons. I set up the structure, the contract, the bidding process with these consulting companies on a Sarbanes-Oxley project. So if you guys don't know what that is, that's a regulation in accounting. So they were testing risks, they were testing compliance, they were testing processes, procedures, basically everything for soundness and impacts to the bottom line, impacts to finances, okay? So this is a government regulation. I ended up getting people in a bidding war and ended up getting basically the 20% that the prior company had done ineffectively and inefficiently, plus 80% more in a much more efficient, effective, usable way for teams across the company at 400,000. That's that's over a thousand percent ROI easily because of the added value and the decrease in fee. And I did it at a fixed fee, you guys. That's one exponential example, Okay. From an influencer standpoint, you could see how getting one influencer or you being that influencer, if you can do video like I do, photography, and I've, you guys, I've, I've learned this. This is nothing that was handed to me. I continue to learn, to invest, to pour into, to practice. So there's, it's not that you can't do it. If you're not doing it or not trying to break through fears, you're choosing not to. From a brand standpoint, hmm, it's just like an employee relationship. That's basically how brands are going to keep looking at influencers more and more. If I can get an influencer as a brand that's going to perform at the same level for me, but one, they both have beautiful feeds. They both produce engaging content. They both have an engaging community, but one also has a podcast. One also has a video. One also does photography. One also has online events. Which one do you think the brands are going to choose? Just saying, brands, if you're not getting this up front, this may not be your ideal influencer. So also influencers, make sure you're communicating everything that you offer when you if when and if you approach brands or 
in your profiles that you're listing on platforms, which I talked about in episode two of this series. More than ever, longer-term relationships, diversity across channels, reach engagement, earned media, and actual results and sales will count. So let me repeat that. These are the metrics that matter. You want to look at long-term, diversity across channels, reach, engagement, earned media, actual results, and sales. You want to track these with bit.ly's. You want to track these with people map. You want to track the time to the first sale. You want to track and look at the reach and engagement during the campaigns. So if you want to be an agency brand or influencer who stands out and gets to over 700 million in reach, like we have this year and over 2,500% ROI, you will want to track these metrics and continue to refine your approach. So I feel like I feel like we're in a really good place, like back to the five steps I talked about in episode one. I feel more and more aligned with the influencers we are getting both as a brand and as an agency and in features. I feel more and more aligned with platforms. I feel more and more aligned with creating and growing campaigns, but now within the creation and growing campaigns, we're refining more. I'm testing IG lives more and more. I'm testing collaborations in Facebook communities. I'm testing features on our platforms and sharing. I'm testing these series on podcasts, placements of brands. So you could see how some things are very like stable and consistent, but then there's always pivots and points where I'm testing. Okay, always. And the same, whether you are an influencer as a brand agency or you're building any of this, I highly recommend you do the same. So with that, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the first five parts of this Influencer Marketing Like a Boss series. Coming up are going to be more features into Better Marketing, Affluencer, Technology Association Group, and more, among others. And please, if you've loved this series, leave a review, as I shared, screenshot the show, tag us. And in general, by now, I'm sure your brain is buzzing on how Influencer Like Me Boss may help you. Whether you start with influencers, platforms, creating or growing campaigns, or managing metrics, start now. There is no time like the present. Imagine where you could be 90 days or a year from now. And make sure, you guys, I shared in an episode earlier, I have an influencer marketing like a boss book coming out by May of this year, sharing step-by-step, sharing insights, deeper dives. So what spoke to you the most on influencer marketing, creating growing campaigns and metric matters? How could you start to grow in influencer marketing like a boss? Take the actions, boss. If you love this post, you'll love my Like a Boss series on creating content, the social media series right before this one on the podcast, the Influencer Marketing Like a Boss book will include survey insights from over 100 influencers and brands, and I also have a social media and in a day series books on Amazon that you can visit on my Amazon author page. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And all of that is also in the show notes or in the link via the article at the bottom. And um, 
As always, remember to create, transform, and inspire because you are born to.